Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 112. I'm Graham, I'm here with Luke, Richie, and Cody, and we have Mike Pambianco on, who, anybody, maybe not anybody from the East Coast, but I feel like people from the New England area definitely know of you. You're a pretty big name, you've built some pretty cool Jeeps, uh, at least in my, some, like, outs, nah. they stand out. I feel like your, the stuff you build stands out, like that Jeep with the orange cage, and um, what's-his-face's yellow Jeep. I don't know if you built that. And then your YJ thing. You've done a lot of really cool shit. So I'm excited to see, you know, figure out, like, how you got into wheeling and all that. So um, here I am jumping ahead of the gun again. But <laughs> there's our intro. Um, so, yeah, Mike, I guess, I guess where do you want to start? Uh, I mean, I guess we'll start from uh, from where it all started, but... I appreciate that. That was, uh, that was cool. So pretty much it started from uh, back in high school and, and hanging out with friends. And, you know, first, first truck was actually my, uh, my XJ, the green one that I had, the dovetailed one. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, again, the first truck that I actually ever bought. And it just started out with lift tires and going in the woods on the weekend, hanging out with friends, bonfires. And uh, kind of just grew from there. You know, obviously the addiction just... I need more, bigger, better, gauge, tons, mm-hmm. all the fun stuff. Yeah. But uh, I get yelled at all the time from all my buddies who are, like, going out wheeling with me. Kind of, they started coming out with me, and, oh, man, this is fun. I, I want to do this, and show me what to do, what to get. And then a couple of years later, and they're spending thousands of dollars trying to build their truck, and I get the, like, hey, screw you, kind of stuff. So. <laughs> You know, it, it, I'm constantly dealing with the, the this is all your fault blame game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that, that's how I am with Luke. <laughs> it's always oh, funny. You... There's somebody's always a catalyst, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it makes it fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm not taking any of the blame here, Richie. I, yeah. So, you're right. You're not taking any of the blame. I'm giving it to you. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are like they think the same way about me. Like Buckley, one of my good friends. I feel like especially him, where he's just like, God damn it, I got into this because you were into it. And now here we are. And like he's sending I've gotten like six different uh Facebook messages about him like looking up like a one ton Cherokee. And I'm like, stop, stop looking at them. Like just build yours. He's like, but I want a wheeler. I'm like, wheel yours. Like, what is wrong with you? So like, oh, all right, all right. So it's now it's like also you try to guide him in the right direction because sometimes they go a little too far off the deep end too with it. It's fun. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's, that's the same thing with all my friends. It's, I'm constantly getting the messages back and forth. Uh, like even now for the past couple of days, even though we just went and picked up a bouncer for a, a good friend of mine, Pat, constantly getting the, the pictures and the messages of, of Facebook Marketplace crawlers and chassis and. <laughs> And different one-ton trucks around, like, oh, maybe I should get this. Like, dude, you just got a bouncer, front rear steer V8. Like, like, stop looking at this shit. So, <laughs> it, yeah, or, or it's somebody who, who you know they 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 like Dan will do it constantly. He'll send in a, oh. like something cool, and it's like Dan, you don't even you you don't even wheel right now. Like, <laughs> you don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> just making it more complicated, trying to get something else. <laughs> so, Dan, I have on Snapchat, and it's like every single day, and I'm constantly yelling at him about it. So, <laughs> it it's great. 
But like well, he bought that that on deck stay that I had. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Well, he said he didn't go further with that thing, but um, it sounds like it's in decent hands now. All right, good. Uh, yeah, that, was, that was a beater rig that got passed around from a bunch of friends over here, and I bought it as like a. All right, maybe I'll have something to toy around with and use. I think while I was building one of my uh, at the YJ, I was like, while I do everything, I can have this thing. And I did a few things. I, I flipped the rear leaves around on it, cleaned it up, painted it, uh, a couple of stupid little stupid little things, and uh, I was like, you know what? Now nah, I'm just gonna build the YJ. <laughs> I was like, let's just sell this thing after all the work I did. And uh, I think Colin started messaging me about it. He's like, no, Dan needs to buy this. He's Constantly complaining about his truck. And I was drunk, and he needs a new one. Like, all right, well, tell him to buy it. <laughs> and uh, we ended up working it all out. I I drove it out to the ferry, drove it on the ferry, and uh, met him over in in New London. And he came down with with his truck and trailer, and we met over in the parking lot. And he picked the thing up. So, I think my favorite part is 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 the whole fairy thing honestly like <laughs> it, it just adds another level when you're trying to buy stuff from you guys like when i went down to get those axles and all that it's <laughs> it's it it adds a whole other layer of complexity <laughs> oh, yeah. didn't you buy it. your 05 from him yes yeah yep that was uh from one of my good buddies uh will he's the one with the red two-door xj on one tons yep 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 like, Currently sitting on jack stands on my driveway in front of me right now. Uh, typical. Yeah. Did, yeah, that, did that other one ever leave that you were working on? Your other buddies? <laughs> or is that still there? That, that's, that's a good joke you got. <laughs> and, um, I think that's going to just be a lawn ornament for the next <laughs> 10 years. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It, it's sad to see. The thing's got 513s in it, locks front and rear, 60 front and links, ORIs. Uh, comp cut in the rear, everything's done on it, but it's all the final stupid touches and needs to be yep. put back together. But constantly getting the oh, I have no time. Then I see pictures of them hanging out and out to dinner all the time and going on family trips down. Well, not family trips, just friend trips down to Florida. And so I'm like, guy, what, what time do you have? You, you can't take a 20 minute drive out to my house to work on this thing, but yeah, you have days to go out on vacation. Flap a hoe. He doesn't have time. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> Uh, well, I shouldn't you know, laugh. Sitting in, but, uh, sitting in your driveway, right? Yeah, I got... So that's sitting uh, in my side yard with the YJ, and now also that blue stretched YJ that I built a few, few years back. Mm -hmm. uh, that's sitting back there, and then the red XJ is in the driveway on jack stands, which that's sadly getting parted out. It, it's done. Um, his hit the XJ expiration date? Yep, yep. It wasn't gonna, but we've had a new new build that's been planned. So uh, he was looking to throw this thing back together and, and kind of sell it and make some money. But he's like, you know what? I'm I'm done with the headache. He's just get rid of it. We'll use whatever we can towards the new build. So so it's all right. Whatever your truck, your money. Yep. Go that route. Did that one have a cage? I forget. No, no. That, that okay, was yeah. Just, that that makes it easier. Yeah, it was just right, stiff easy back to... rear leaves, front Clayton three link. Uh, yeah. So his main thing was he loved how the thing just went down the road. Uh, you know, he'd take it out on the highway doing 70, 80 miles an hour, no issues with it. So uh, he was just worried about it, get how beat up it was. And then even with the hydro assist, it cracked the, the unibody in the front. So 
back and forth fixing it. What, I, what should I do? His, uh, his wife actually has a really clean two-door five-speed XJ uh, that she's always wanted something on one-tons, and he wanted more buggy style. So they decided they ripped out his, the Super Duty 60s and uh, the Clayton 3-Link and put everything into her truck. So it's a nice, clean, kind of daily driver on one-tons and 37s. Nice. And again, he was going to rebuild this, but now it's all going bye-bye. And he has a, a what the hell is it? So 60 and a 10 and a quarter rear. Uh, truss front and rear. It's getting linked coilovers. Actually, uh, the frame that I started building for my old green XJ, I don't know if any of you guys saw that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just been sitting tucked away in the garage. He actually yeah. bought it from me and bought a Comanche shell. So, Ooh, okay. so this, the new build is going to be, he's ripping the driveline out of the XJ, which is just going to be the 4.0, uh, AW4, and then he's got a Rubicon case in it. So we're going to drop that into the frame, put the Comanche shell on it, both sides, three-link front, four-link rear, uh, probably two about the inside of the rear bed, uh, just coil over front and rear and hydro assist. He's got a set of 40s, but possibly looking at a set of 42s. So we'll see where that goes. Nice. Sounds like a solid setup. Yeah. yeah it'll be a, a nice full-frame uh, Comanche. Yeah, it removes a bunch of your headaches with uh, the unibody. Always. Oh, yeah. uh it's a never-ending battle. Yeah, that's exactly why I started building this frame. I actually... Uh, it's hysterical. My, uh, when I started working on the X-ray frame itself, it was in my dad's garage. And since I had the cage on, on the old X-ray, I actually rolled it over because there was no driveline, no nothing to it. It was just a shell, so I rolled it over on his roof. My dad came home <laughs> off the garage door, and this is the next day. Just... On his roof, upside down in drugs. What the fuck? Like it was hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) I know it looks bad. I swear, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting there with a grinder cutting the frame off. What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no! Don't worry about it, Dad. Go inside. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta respect the commitment, though. That is definitely the way to do if you're gonna do it. Oh, Oh, it really is. Welding upside down on some of that stuff is like forget it. It was yeah. just terrible. My main thing was is that I wanted it to fit the the Cherokee body. Yep. You know, with the four pans and everything else. So I flipped it upside down so that way I can have that the curve because it, it bumps up by the center cross member. Mm-hmm. And I literally cut the unibody off and sat there with two by four box steel and laid out each piece and got all the angles. So it actually fits in the exact spot where the unibody was. Mm-hmm. And then the more and more I started working on it, and the floors were getting all wobbly, and all the holes that I had to drill out all the spot welds for, and it just started getting more and more and more. I'm like, you know, what am I doing? Like, I wanted a full buggy. So I ended up cutting the whole thing in half and just having a firewall. I'm like, oh, well, that just got rid of all that time that I just spent. <laughs> but, uh, whatever. It, uh, yep. it got put on the side. Uh, ended up getting rid of a bunch of stuff for a while, and uh, bought my first house. So all the projects kind of got put away. And then after we kind of got settled with everything, that's when I built the YJ. Nice, yeah. No, the YJ is sweet. I like that. It's simple. It uh, it looks good. Everything you everything you have is a really neat color scheme. Like the orange that that Dan's Jeep was, the mm-hmm. green and orange cage thing. Like it yeah. just, I don't know. You don't see that that often. I don't know. You've got an eye for the colors. I'm not a huge right. painter. I just sort of leave my shit as it is, or it gets. A horrible color. So I appreciate that. That's like an extra level of detail, right? <laughs> On a crawler, especially, it's like 
Eh, I don't know. <laughs> the body panels are replaceable in my mind, so... Yeah, thank you. I've, I've always liked the uh, the wild color schemes. Like, I, I keep playing out a, a bouncer or some kind of crawler chassis, and I'm like, I kind of want to do like a highlight of yellow or, <laughs> or something bright that stands out. I, I like that wild look. Yeah. But yeah. The... Uh, that exercise that you keep mentioning, that, that thing was one of my favorite builds that I did. And it actually started with uh, my buddy Richie. Uh, so that was his truck. And first time I met him, God, I think I was, I was back in high school. I went to a car show and I saw this thing. And it was like, it was the biggest thing there. It was just a stock exercise, but it had, a, I think, a 9-inch Clayton long arm lift in it okay. on 37s. But like stock okay. axe, stock everything. So now oh, here I am, one tons, and I woke up to this thing like, what is this garbage? And I'm looking at, I'm looking over everything, just criticizing it all. I'm like, all right, this is, eh, like, this is shitty. I would change this. I'd do this. And then here we are, like a year or so later, like best of friends. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, he kind of found out who I was and all the work that I did. And I, I did an internal cage on it. I think we dropped it down and uh, did some other work to it. I, I think we did the stiffeners on it or something. And then uh, one day he goes, you know what? That's it. I'm done. I, I want a one-ton XJ. He says, okay. So buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this. And uh, one day I pretty much just got the truck and a ton of parts at my door. So ripped the whole thing apart, built custom cross members for it, the three-link front, the four-link rear. Um, built the one-tons. Oh, had them dropped off to get re-geared because that's one thing I don't touch. I don't touch gears or, or trannies. But had the gears and lockers installed and uh, welded all the mounts on it. I think we got, got a, a brand new set of air shocks for the thing. Now, once everything was done, I started putting it in. That's why I'm going to this. It's kind of a funny story. It scared the shit out of me. I'm sitting there charging the shocks on this, and now they were in the back of the truck, just laying like on the tailgate. Mm-hmm. Did everything that the manual said, You know exactly how to charge it. It was kind of my first time doing it. And uh, I'm opening up the valve on the tank and start putting pressure into this thing. The shock blows in half. What? Yeah, literally the, the whole shaft shoots across my front yard. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And now I'm looking, I'm going crazy, I'm, I'm back and forth. Apparently, when, uh, when the company built it, there's the retainer clip on the inside. That was never put in. Wow. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So the thing shot apart. And uh, that, that was a whole fight, a whole battle back and forth with them to, to get them to swap it out. But they did. But, uh, but yeah, so we, we finished that build. He wheeled it a couple times, uh, changed out the wheels and tires on it. I think he went from, from 40s to 42s. to Then his final thing, after we did the cage and, and boat sides, was he wanted to do 40-inch uh, reds and, and dirty life beadlocks. So I think he ordered, he ordered a set of four wheels and two brand new stickies, and he was waiting to get the other two. And before the other two can come in, or before you can order them, I should say, I get the phone call. All right, that's it. I'm done. I just bought a house. You know, similar story. I got to put money in the house. Uh, I'm, I'm done with this Jeep. Let's, uh, let's get rid of it. I was like, seriously? He goes, yep, that's it. I barely get to use the thing. I got to get rid of it. I'll build something else for another day. Sounds like Colin. Yep. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I keep yelling at Colin nonstop to build something new. As much as I love that red XJ, I'm like, dude. It's it's, it's beat. It's, <laughs> it's time, man. 
<laughs> you know what he needs to do? He needs to find a family with an eight-year-old that needs a wheeler, just like you did, Mike, and then just give it to them. Or sell yeah. part of me. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't give that to an eight-year-old. That thing is a hazard, like uh, a health hazard internally because of all the mold, and it's gonna <laughs> fall apart. I or, or a better bet, bet with giving it to a kid is just give it to Dan. <laughs> there you go. So then it'll never get finished for sure. Exactly. It'll never get finished. It'll never get used. <laughs> it'll just um, sit like it's doing now. It's fine. Yeah. I'll get a Snapchat of it farting up and redlining every couple days. <laughs> but already like does the that anyway, one so. or the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <they're... laughs> oh my God. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, that sounds like uh that sounds like a Dan thing. <laughs> Motor still works. Yeah, we find it seizes because the fucking pistons are hotter than the head. But it's fine. Everything's fine. No, no, no. Just put some mystery oil in it, and that's it. Fire the thing right back up. It's a, it's a four oil. Let it cool down. It'll unseize itself, and you're good to go. Yeah. yeah I've, I've done that before. I'm sure you have. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit, but we actually tried to kill a four oil. Uh, didn't, didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Just- Give it to me for a half hour. <laughs> this this one? No way. Really? All right, I'll, 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 All I'll right. just go into it. So we uh, we bought an old beat-up x years ago, again, when I first started getting into it. Back when I was saying uh, about telling my friends, oh, do this, do that. My, my buddy found this thing. It was a stock x It had a blown head gasket. I think we bought it for like 250 bucks, and he drove the thing home. So we get the thing home. He rips the whole front end apart, and... Uh, Rips the motor off of it, or or the head off of it to do the gasket, and he's looking at everything. And I think, I'm sorry, he didn't get the head off yet. He just got all the accessories, the intake, the exhaust, everything was disconnected to, from it. And uh, we're sitting there checking it all out, and we see the typical right by the steering box. It was cracked all the way around. Oh fuck! And and again, this is going back years ago, so we uh, weren't the best at welding. Really didn't know what we were doing, so I was like, <laughs> you know what? Fuck it, let's just destroy this thing. So he slapped the thing back together. It fired right back up with the blown head gasket. Ripped everything out of it. We cut the roof off of it. Uh, ripped the whole front end. Oh, I'm sorry. We left the front end off of it. And beat the living crap out of this thing. Racing up and down. Jumping in the woods. Just railing into anything that we can. So when we're kind of like done with it, we're like, all right, let's kill this thing. I want to see a rod go through the block. We <laughs> threw a brick on the gas pedal and had the thing redlining. It wouldn't die. So we opened up the oil fill while it was still redlining, put the hose in it, dumped in uh, weed killer, antifreeze, dirt, used oil. Uh, well, I'm sorry, every, everything that we can find, we were dumping into this thing. Finally, we got it to like slow down and, and like try bogging out a little bit, and then shut off. Like, all right, great, we locked it up. I shit you not, the next morning we walked outside and the thing fired up. Gotta love a four liter. Jeez. Uh, uh, Meanwhile, uh, I just bang rev limiter for like 10 minutes at Richie's place, and I split a crankshaft and wipe a camshaft out and send a piston <laughs> to like the bottom of the oil pan. Somebody give this man an award. <laughs> Honestly, we've been <laughs> saying that for years. I don't know what his, what his deal is. He's, he just never has luck with the, uh, the parts he's trying to keep working right <laughs> if, if, if it it knows it knows if luke needs it to work right and it just doesn't <laughs> i feel yes. fuel pumps yes. <laughs> there's no reason for them to have been bad they just knew they were in luke's jeep and it was time to stop working 
Yeah, the Ridge quit life. It's funny, yet mine's been ticking for fucking years now, and it's still going perfectly strong. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make sense. So, Mike, I'll, just for yeah. an example as to how this went, um, I blew up my first 4-liter, or sorry, the second 4-liter that was in the Jeep. It was swapped right when I got it, and it had 80,000 miles on it. I wheeled it for a year with that engine in there, blew that engine, swapped in another engine over the course of like two weeks and made a trip to Richie's place. That engine blew up on that trip. And that was what I was referencing. Like I got two wheeling trips out of it, one shakedown and then one blow up. And then right after it did that, I swapped in another four liter for uh, the next weekend following that. And it was back up and running to go wheeling again. And yeah, that engine let go as well. So now it's got the engine that's currently in it. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, there was there was a running joke for a while there. Was there's the um the Independence Day meme with what's the the pilot guy, the drunk pilot. <laughs> and it was the the caption was like uh it was motor swapping the night before a trip <laughs> or something. And it was just Hey boys, I'm back. <laughs> every trip he'd blow a motor. <laughs> then I would make the next trip, which was the funniest the part motor, about it. And it would blow up again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah are, are you actually putting oil in this thing? <laughs> I yes. don't know at this point. No, no. They had oil. They had fuel. Um, they even had coolant. Like, I made sure that they at least had water, um, and I would generally swap the water pump before I would swap the motor in. So they would even have a water pump, and, like, I bought the nice little burp bucket and everything to make sure that there was nothing going on in there. Put the front end up on jack stands so it was sitting higher than the rear to burp everything. Yeah, it was great. So now, did they all blow kind of, like, the same way? Nope. Every single one was different. Wow. You're yeah. um, <laughs> I think the coolest one was the first one where it cracked the head and the block um, and then seized the main bearing. Uh, or the, the one that I blew up at Richie's place where I broke the crankshaft. It was still running with the broken crankshaft though, wasn't it? Not it was. It drove off the trailer. Yep, oh he... He was driving it back to the shop. <laughs> yep, and then we got the call. Hey, you're going to need you to come pick me up. So Wait, okay, what what was it, Cody? We, we were just chilling at the shop waiting for him, and you eventually got a phone call, right? No, we were doing something with my shitbox at his shop. and then No, yeah, we then weren't I... wheeling that weekend. You borrowed yeah, my no. trailer. Yeah, and then we came back, and I started. we started doing something, whether it had been ripping apart... Uh, the manual. No, because you had the manual in it then. Yeah. I fucking no. Maybe it was that parts jeep that we got the A two five out of, and then uh, what's his name got the interior? Or was that the manual one? No, oh. that was before that. That was Richie's jeep that gave uh, me the manual. Know. Uh, what we were doing that. then, I think, was working on Kate's axles. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds. Uh, about right. But yeah, that was either way. 
we've gone over this a million and one times, but basically it just like completely and utterly shed itself and all of I think it was cylinder four ended up in the pan like the rod was just going up and down and we mm -hmm. thought it was something like a uh, bent lifter or something and then I went and started draining the oil and we heard chunks of piston falling out and hitting the bottom of the bucket <laughs> yeah it was ridiculous really <laughs> so hold on let's let's uh backtrack a little bit we kind of got ahead of ourselves <laughs> like tell us how you got into wheeling like what like because where you live i would not say is like the mecca of off-roading so to me it seems interesting that like off-roading was something that you picked up where i feel like maybe like i don't know mountain biking or something would be actually no because i'd fall never mind either way how'd you get into it <laughs> uh so pretty much going back to i mean just with the jeeps we as even though it's like a flat island that we have over here um we, we still had a bunch of trails there's still some big open areas though where we can actually go in and, and get lost for a couple hours a couple hill climbs here and there and and stupid shit and you know make jumps and launch the jeeps as far as we could uh <laughs> bunch of mud pits you know stupid stuff like that we'd, we'd hang out and we'd have like 30 40 trucks around a huge ass bonfire in there at night so it kind of got into that but then of course with all the stupid laws and, and crap on Long Island. Uh, we started getting a lot of idiots doing it and leaving the fires going and, and cops getting called. So a lot of those places started getting shut down or uh, cops would go in there and, and put up like trail cams and get everybody's license plate number and, and they'd start knocking at your door. So I, at, at this point in time, I, I had, what the hell? I think I had the, the 44 and 60 in the XJ. And, uh, a bunch of work done to it. So I'm like, you know what? It, it's not risking it at this point. Now I have this truck that's built decently. Now I'm going to risk it to go, go in the woods and, uh, you know, have, have bonfires and hang out with friends and potentially get risk getting the thing taken away because they're actually seizing trucks for, quote unquote, being on illegal property. Yeah, but, sure. yeah. So uh, with that, I was like, you know, we, we got to actually go out and start, start doing more things and going out to, other states to kind of go where, where we can go legally and have fun with it. So back in high school, I was also friends with uh, another guy who is a bit older than me, Wade. He was one of the first one-ton XJs that I've actually ever known or, or been friends with or actually knew of. He's, he's where it started. When he started doing his bill, I was like, wait, you're, you're putting what axles into your XJ? <laughs> I was yeah. so confused. I went over there and I was helping him and he was showing me. He was Building a uh, a mid length three length for it, and I think he had on on thirty sevens. It was just just built it to beat the crap out of it, pretty much. So that really got me hooked. And yeah. uh, he would go out all the time to to Roush and wherever. So I started getting into it. Uh, I had another buddy of mine growing up that we went to high school together. That he had another one ton XJ or XJ at the time. And again, here I come. Uh, he, he bought a set of one tons and I think he put a, a BDS four link in the front of it and, uh, 37s and he daily drove the thing everywhere. Actually that truck, he went to school out in Colorado and him and his dad towed it out there. Uh, and then the following spring I got the phone call of, Hey, I want to, I want to bring the truck home for, for summer. 
would you be interested in flying out and driving the thing home with me, doing kind of like a little road trip? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd be interested in this. Then all of a sudden, I get this whole plan laid out. It wasn't just driving from Colorado back. He planned, we were going from, he was picking me up at the airport in Colorado. We went from there out to Moab, Utah, wheeled there for a couple of days, went up to Yellowstone Park, cut back down to the St. Louis Arch, down to Washington, D.C., and then we ended up at Roush on, on that Friday, and I had a bunch of friends meet us from Long Island after work Friday night, and then we wheeled all weekend with them, and then drove the thing home. So I did like a 4,000-mile road trip in a one-ton XJ on 37s with all our crap loaded up in the back. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That was like one of the best experiences that I had. Now, well, did it go did. smoothly, or did it, you know, you know, do a, the XJ thing and not go smoothly? So the only not smooth thing was uh, when he first picked me up from the airport. He, we're, we're driving back and we're going down the highway, and I'm in the passenger seat, and I'm feeling the, the thump on the floor. And now he had the, the BDS four-link in it, but he only had it set up as a three-link with the one-tons. So he just had the passenger side upper. So feeling the thump, I'm like, yo, something, something's going on. So when we got back to the school, we kind of curled underneath and checked it all out. The front link mount, the upper, was uh, the metal was actually torn, and it was bending the link mount up, like folding it back and forth every time we hit a bump. Uh, so we Jesus. went, oh yeah. So now we're back and forth at at different shops and off road places out there, seeing who who would be interested in welding it. And you know, of course, they're asking us what we're doing with it. No, we're driving it back home. Well, where's home? Long Island. Nope, don't want to do it. Every shop out there was what? like, oh, yep. Every shop was like, we're that that's a risk. You know, God forbid the weld breaks or something happens to the mount, and you guys have end up in an accident. Uh, it's going to come back to us. We're like, listen, I don't care what it costs. We'll, we'll pay you to fix it. Just we need it done. I don't care if you let me just rent your welder. Uh, like, we'll we'll rip the thing out, bring it here, and burn everything in, and then put <laughs> it back together. Your, your shop name doesn't have to be on it at all. Nope, nope, not interested. Wow. So, uh, the guy actually handed us a, uh, a card to a mobile welder. And uh, the guy was interested. He was like an hour away. He was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I can do it. That's no problem. It was, but uh, it has to be out. I got to be able to put it on my tailgate. He all right. You got it. So we go back to his school. And he has all the tools in the back of his truck. And uh, start taking everything apart to rip the thing out. Now, with, with that foiling kit, it's just like the Rough Country one. So it's the whole cross member. So we got to support the tranny. and. Pretty much rip out everything with the front suspension. Now, this is in the parking lot at his school. So, I'm underneath there working on it, and one of his buddies starts walking by. Oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're ripping out the cross number. We've got to fix it. You know, waiting on, uh, we're waiting on one of his friends to get out of class so that we, he could take us to Harbor Freight to pick up some big jack stands. And uh, the kid goes, oh, if one of you knew how to drive stick, you know, you, you could take my car. I <laughs> popped my head out. I was like, done. <laughs> I, I can drive stick and it, the guy's like what I had no idea that I was underneath the truck <laughs> what? who are you nobody's like oh that's, that's, that's a friend of mine he, uh, he actually daily used to stick no, no joke the kid reached in his pocket and threw me his keys alright here you go here's the car that's fucking awesome <laughs> I'm like, Dude, I've never met you before I'm like I'm from New York I can steal this thing <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was cool. It, it was real nice about it. So we, we jumped in the kid's car and, and flew out to go get uh, jack stands. And we came back and ripped this thing out. And uh, 
the guy came, real, real uh, older, nice guy. Threw it on the back of his truck. He started out the welder generator and, and grinded it all down, cleaned it all up, and welded it. My buddy's looking at it. He's like, all right, yeah, that, that looks nice. Yep, I welded the fuck out of that. <laughs> all right. Now I trust it. <laughs> <laughs> so we threw the thing uh, back in his truck, and it lasted. We were wheeling all throughout Moab, all throughout Roush, and, and driving cross-country. Wow. So that was... Uh, Kind of started getting me hooked with with really going out of state and going to new places and uh, tried finding new places and seeing who else wheels or who else I can kind of become friends with that uh, we can go places with. I, I met Colin um, at the time years ago when when he actually wheeled. It was Dan from DMR. Uh, I, I mm. talked to him and went wheeling with him a couple times and. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of just grew from that. And then I suckered in all my friends from, from the island. To, hey, you, you got to come to this place. You got to go to that place. Uh, let, let's go check this out. So, so speaking of, you got to come out this Labor Day to Good Evening Ranch. I keep hearing about this. Oh, yeah. It's a great place to go, dude. Um, the issue we were having is there's a lot more people that are starting to go to the event because, like, you know, I think you were one of the original people that helped restart the Web Wheelers Ball. It was, like, Colin, Graham, Curtis, myself, Jason, and you guys that showed up that first year. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the event's kind of grown, more people have been asking to go different places. And well, see, the thing is, all the all the southern boys don't want to drive. They don't want to drive to Roush. Uh, it's it's too far. So, well, um, it is also bullshit that it's two hundred and fifty bucks to wheel the weekend. What? Yeah, Roush. He's talking about Roush. Uh, just because it's expensive, it's not two hundred fifty dollars, but um, it's. It's cheaper like more expensive than, than Good Evening. Yeah, it's a solid. It's a solid chunk compared to like some of the places out down there. It's wild. Like you'll get access to what was it? AOP was like all those places. It's like twenty dollars, and you can spend like fifty and get yeah. a whole cabin too. Granted, right. it's like a two I by four cabin. But what what you mention with the two fifty? Uh, Roush for buying the membership, buying the three days worth of wheeling was like two hundred and forty bucks for me. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, because I don't have a membership there, like year-round one. So uh, the sound decision is to go to Good Evening, which is a further drive, so more fuel, and uh, <laughs> spend the same amount of money, but at least you get a cabin. <laughs> <laughs> you get night wheeling. That too. It just yeah. guaranteed breakage. Yeah, fun. I love it. So you're guaranteed more money, right? Just that statement alone. Yeah, see, that, that's a whole lot of bad news for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's good news if you can keep your foot off the skinny paddle. Yeah, no. <laughs> Is that possible for them? <laughs> that's, that's a no way. <laughs> there are some really sick climbs that are even cooler if you make them at night because you're like at a you're coming into it and you're like 20 degrees off camber and then sitting on like a I don't know 45 50 degree incline on the hill so you're feeling all kinds of weird and the only way to do it is to just clutch dump it and first or in Graham's case third 
And uh, yeah, it's great. All right, because because in that situation, that's my natural reaction to just punch it. Yeah, and that'd be correct. Yes. <laughs> um, and like you have to make it in or up one of the rocks, otherwise you fall off of the obstacle on your side. It's a great, great little trail. Can't wait to go back to that with a working fuel pump, so I don't have to fall back down it when my fuel pump dies. <laughs> just want to show that you can wheel an actual weekend. Yes. Can he? <laughs> I don't well, think it hasn't yet. Not in a while. Luke? Luke There's die? nothing for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's not I don't, wrong. I don't think Luke has wheeled a whole weekend since my first year at Badlands. Yeah, the Jeep did make it through the entire year at Badlands. Um, I think that was the last full weekend I saw him wheel. Really? Damn, Richie calling, yeah. out, calling you out. Jesus. That was a while ago. I know. Because <laughs> um, shortly after that, he started blowing the uh, the motors. He is right. Um, no, I made it through the second Badlands, I believe. No, I only went there once. Uh, what was it? I made it through Harris Weekend, where we wheeled... But well, I wasn't uh, there. Oh. Uh, That's okay. one that I saw. Ouch. But that was, like, only three years ago. Um, <laughs> it's still a long time ago. I kind of made it through Roush the first time. No. Uh, mm. uh, I wheeled two days out of three. That counts. That's yeah. a weekend. Yeah, That's I, a whole weekend. I would pass. I, I'd give that the pass. And, like, that was when I blew the upper link mount out of it and the whole rear suspension out of it. So, like, the third day was a reasonable loss. I wheeled yeah. two days at Roush this year. So that's another. Yeah, that's it did. I'm surprised you nursed those stupid fuel pumps along the whole way. They weren't happy. You did it anyways. I beat the shit out of it that weekend. Maybe your fuel rail's clogged. <laughs> Maybe it's got junk in it. <laughs> Have you taken it off recently? No. But we know that the fuel pump died this time because it just fucking shut off again. Like, the actual pump wouldn't start when I got home from Good Evening. Yeah, that's, uh... Well, we knew that was part of the problem, so... Mike, you still there? Oh, I'm still here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, that's, that's, um... You should come to Good Evening, if you can make it make it work. Uh, so, we still want to... I don't know... I kind of want... I want to do Roush still this year, I just don't know what weekend it'll be. So... so I'm trying to plan and, and get some trips going this year, um... Definitely like to kind of spread out and get to other places. Mm -hmm. as, as long as I've been doing it, still never gotten to uh, Field and Forest. And uh, my buddy Pat, who I was talking about, he's trying to get me to go down to uh, to Tennessee to Winrock this October. So I'm going to uh, see if we can work on doing that. Nice. Uh, and where uh, where's the other place that you guys go to? I believe in July, up in like. Uh, Badlands, yep. Badlands. Okay. I want to see if I can make that this year. Fuck yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that's a fun spot. There's like... 
depends on the weather, but there's a lot of a lot of stuff we hit this year or this previously. It was uh it was like stuff we'd you know, I don't know, never even really thought of as trails, honestly. Maybe that's just because my Jeep's bigger now, but So now I kept hearing about is is Harris Mountain actually is it closed for good now? Yeah. Haven't heard anything about that place in a while. Damn. Sucks. That would have been that was a very, very, very fun property. See, I only got to go there once and it was with the YJ before I even put the one tons in it, so it still had the thirty and thirty five on it. Mm -hmm. Within about five minutes, it was broken. Oh. So yeah, that spot was a good spot. Yeah. Some really cool obstacles there. That like creek trail V notch thing they had was cool. We got the classic wall of death. Um, There's a few really fun like two stepped climbs too, or like like ledged and then yeah. And it, it, you don't need to have a like a one ton buggy to make it up half that stuff too. Like there was a lot of really yeah. intricate cool obstacles for like. Littler Jeeps, which, you know, I think I, as I've said previously, that, that property is like what hooked me on the, the wheeling part of wheeling. Like, it was just, it was a lot of fun. That property had a lot of really technical, but also rewarding things. Like, sometimes things are technical, but it's not like, it's nothing special. It's just hard to get your Jeep through. But other times it's like, okay, it's a little sketchy, but it's also technical. Like, you need to, like, you're on the edge of your seat here because, like, you could fuck up, but at the same time, you have to, you can't just throttle it. You won't make it up. So, I don't know. That sort of stuff. Uh, I love that property. I'll never I loved get, it. I'll, yeah. I loved it too because, like, it was like a little fucking amusement park, dude. Like, you went up one obstacle, you dropped in, turned right, went up another, and it was just, it was so fucking sick because you could have, like, six guys nail the whole property, but you could, like, hop out and watch everybody run each line and then just keep the ball fucking moving too it wasn't like you were oh on a long trail oh obstacle let me continue pulling up 60 more feet while i wait for people and spot them through it like it was always just such a fun fucking time and yep. i hate that that shit's gone now it sucks yeah. i i had a shit ton of fun my one time going there rip <laughs> yep <laughs> you know yeah. and the, the thing that February. The thing that I really liked was also that, you know, like, everyone could stay as a group together, and the group could stay rolling, but it was totally, you know, you could have your guys on 35s doing something, and your dudes rocking 42 reds doing something else on the same ledge, but the group could just keep moving. Yes, that was a huge thing for it, too. That's, that's a good point. That's kind of, like, why I like Good Evening so much. In, like, AOP has a couple of spots that are like that, but I don't think it's the same as Good Evening. No, I think you're right. Good Evening is definitely... There are more trails in close proximity. It's not... It's not an, it's an amusement park, but it's not a... It's got more acreage, so it's just inherently not going to have the density that a place like Harris or Field and Forest is going to have. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a shame about Harris. Harris was such a cool property. But it is what yeah. it is. Less cool. about that. I Let's dive into this whole child owning your old rig now. Because this is something that still <laughs> is the funniest shit ever. Did I ever tell you how I found out that a kid owns it now? Or not? I, don't, I mean, his dad obviously bought it for him. But now it's like it's his rig. Did I ever tell you how I found out? No. So one day I'm scrolling through TikTok. And all of a sudden, this 
I'm gonna say it lightly, very fucking annoying lady, um, is like just ranting and raving about some Jeep. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Sure, I'm hooked because, you know, whatever. And next second, I see this Jeep and I'm like, huh, okay. Boat sides, green XJ, MTRs, orange cage. I'm like, weird. I, that looks really familiar. I'm like, ah, maybe they just copy something. So I'm going and going and going. And the video is of this kid being surprised with it. And she was like, yeah, we just bought it. And I remember I messaged the group chat. And I'm like, wait a second. Isn't this Mike's rig? And everybody's like, yeah, what? And then it like slowly started this snowball to where then everybody found out that you had sold it because it, it was just the craziest thing. I was like, wait. And then now there's videos of this kid like driving it over like 12 foot tall rocks. And he's he's eight years old, nine years old. It's fucking yep. cool. Oh, I love it. Well, now, did, uh, sorry. Scott. No, no, go ahead. What do you think? I was just gonna say, would you have ever expected that a a child would then have owned your net, like your old rig? Uh, so no, but I was told beforehand, kind of like a little skeptical about it. But I was like, all right, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I got a good deal out of it. So uh, then I saw all the pictures and the videos, and they they sent me the reaction, and you know, it it was actually uh, it was really cool to see. I I loved it, mm -hmm. but uh, it. It sucked. I, I built the thing again. We actually uh, we strayed off from that a little while ago, going on that story about that truck. But uh, when I put that thing back together for myself, I, I used it on one trip. Uh, had a few other things that I think I wanted to do to it to upgrade it and clean it up. But it really started getting focusing down to uh, the house and the kids and uh, getting more into work and needing another truck because I was putting a, a lot of miles on on my uh, my truck that I. I Daily, all, all the time, but uh, I, I really just needed a work truck. So I was like, you know what, let me see if I can sell this thing, trade it, whatever whatever I can find. So I posted it up for sale or trade, um, and this guy messaged me, and we're going back and forth. He's like, are you interested in, in trading that thing for a, uh, a power stroke? Like, I've never really been a big four guy. I'm like, but, but I'm interested. If it's diesel, if it's extended cab, I can have a, a backseat, or extended cab or crew cab. And I can have a backseat for my kids. Like, I can work with it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. So he's sending me pictures of this thing. I'm like, not bad. Had a lift, wheels and tires, gooseneck hitch in the back, built tranny, tuner, a bunch, bunch of other stuff. I'm like, all right, so it's not a bad truck. Um, he goes, you know what? To, uh, to make the deal a little bit sweeter, are you interested in a buggy? I'm like, all right, now I'm listening. <laughs> Ears perked up. <laughs> so he sends me... Uh, Sends me pictures and videos of this thing. I'm sure if you scroll back on, on their, their page, you'll see it. So it's a real old school build. It was uh, old CJ7. No, I'm sorry. CJ5 frame. Uh, it had 4302 in it with a four-speed tranny and Dana 300. Uh, 44 front nine and a nine-inch rear uh, with the full hydro from tractor supply, just a tractor supply rim on it, and like shot 36s. And I'm watching this thing. I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. I'm like, a little ugly looking, but cool. <laughs> so the guy's like, I'll, I'll give you both. I'm like, what? Uh... So the buggy and the Ford, I traded a straight up trade for that, uh, that Cherokee. Wow. So. Was the Ford in like decent enough shape that you think you probably would have swapped just for the Ford? Yes and no. Again, not, not being that big of a Ford guy, I was looking at it, I was like, hey, it, it's kind of nice, uh, I, I like it, it's, it'll do the work that I want, 
but uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll hold out. As soon as I saw the buggy, I'm like, done. <laughs> it's so, like, good trade. I'll take it. I, uh, <laughs> we, we set it all up. And actually, just, just this past Sunday was the year anniversary that I went, went down and did the swap. I wow. uh, got everything all set. He actually came up from North Carolina. And it was just too long of a trip to do that, that full run. So we made a deal. We picked a location in uh, there's a Walmart parking lot in West Virginia. So it was like six hours one way for, the e- for each of us. He ended up driving the Ford because it was still registered. And uh, his wife towed the buggy on the trailer. So we had, I, I picked up a, a two car from a buddy of mine to tow down with, with another friend, actually my buddy Pat. We towed it down there with his truck. And uh, the whole plan was, all right, I'm going to drive down there with the Jeep on, on the two-car trailer. We'll unload it. We'll put the buggy on, the Ford on. We'll drive it back home. Great. No problem. Last minute, he found a deal on a trade for a, a lifted side-by-side in trade for his little samurai buggy that he had. And uh, he made that deal happen. The guy actually came from Tennessee. So we came from Long Island. His guy came from Tennessee. My guy came from North Carolina. We all met at the same spot. And, uh, oh, yeah, so it was a big trade-off. So he was doing his thing. I was doing mine. We swapped everything around. But since this was, like, kind of last minute, like, a day before we are actually leaving, I messaged a guy that had the Ford in the buggy. I'm like, listen, I had a two-car. Everything was set up. My buddy that's towing me down there, he, uh, he found a deal. Kind of can't say no since we're using his truck to get down there to, to bring the buggy and everything back home. Like, is there any way I could borrow or rent your plates, whatever, since it's still registered, to get back up here and I'll send everything back? Yeah, sure, no problem. Just send it back to wow. me next day. Like, wow. All right. That's yeah, that, cool. Holy shit. So that, that was awesome. I was, uh, I loved it. So we, uh, we made the trip down there. We checked everything out. And we were there for maybe an hour, checking the trucks out, back and forth. This does this, this does that. And it's funny, the whole time I'm sitting there looking and thinking, I'm like, wow, this is the first time I'm ever seeing this truck, and my first test drive is going to be a six-hour drive back to Long Island. <laughs> that like, sounds I about re- right. That's I really the hope this thing goes good. <laughs> <laughs> and I got anything, and it didn't skip a beat. On 37s, I was cruising. I, I actually kept getting the phone call and getting yelled at from Pat behind me. You got to slow down. I think I was doing like 80, 90. But- <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but it was cruising so nice I just I didn't even feel or realize I was just, just moving and uh, yeah made, made that trade and then I got the uh, the pictures and videos of his son having it and shortly after I started getting all the pictures and videos and seeing it on TikTok of, of the kid wheeling it and beating the crap out of it and back and forth and so it's cool it, it's, it sucked that I had to get rid of it but at the same time again being where I am it's Trying to go wheeling, it's a big thing with yep. the extra fuel and money on, on tolls to go over the bridges and planning out a weekend because then I got to figure out uh, whatever to do with the kids or the dogs. So it's yeah, hell of a lot easier. Yeah, if I lived up in like Connecticut, Massachusetts area or, or down south, no problem. We can go whatever an hour or two away and wheel for the day and then come back home. For for us here, it's like it's a big production. We we got to set it all up, plan everything out, make hotel yep. rooms and and whatever dog sitters and things that we got to do. So yeah, got to make it worthwhile. 
Yeah, so that, that was just a crappy part. I kind of realized this, this thing is just going to sit here or it's going to get used maybe once a year. I really can't get, get to use it much with everything else going on. So it is what it is. I'll, I'll get rid of it now and, and I'll build, build or buy something else later on down the line. Yep. But, but yeah, that's the story on that thing. But No, that's cool. My favorite video is still the one that, uh, <laughs> that I got of you pushing what's-his-face's YJ oh, yeah. <laughs> at Roush. <laughs> backwards. Backwards. He, the YJ was pushing him. Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah. Because oh, that's right. Your tranny was overheating or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yep, the tranny <laughs> Didn't you trade it with the tranny problems still happening? I yeah, yeah. <laughs> that thing. We actually used the buggy to drag it off of the two car trailer because <laughs> it was like like it ran and it drove still, but it was very weak and uh, in reverse. It just it didn't have. No, I'm sorry. I think it didn't have drive it, but it still had reverse at times. So uh, I was able to drive it on and off the trailer. <laughs> Actually, I'm sorry. When I first loaded the thing on the trailer, it was, at, it was like 10 o'clock at night before we were leaving because I had to do a run around. Pat was at work, so I had to do uh, swapping trailers around, picking up his buggy, loading up the Cherokee and, and his Samurai buggy on the trailer, getting everything loaded and ready to go for the morning. And uh, I drove the thing on the front of the trailer since it like kind of crappy. I think I rammed a little bit too hard, and it fell off the front of the trailer. Oh, jeez. Yeah, oh, no. I'm sorry, it fell off sideways and actually ended up driving it off the <laughs> side of the front of the trailer to get it <laughs> to the ground. And then, uh, then I loaded it up on the back. I'm like, you know what, that, that's it. I'm, I'm not dealing with it. It's, it's <laughs> going in the back and we'll deal with it then. So when we, <laughs> when we got there, we, uh, we dragged it off of the trailer with the buggy and I was able to drive it around to his trailer and it like just gave it enough oomph to get it up onto his because he didn't have ramps for it. And loaded it up, strapped it down, and here you go. The uh, I picked up a spare tranny for it, maybe a couple weeks beforehand, and I actually left that in the back trunk of the Jeep. So here you go. You got the truck. It's got tranny problems, but it comes with another transmission. Oh, they they swapped that out like within the first couple of days of having it, and I'm getting videos of his son driving around their property. <laughs> so it was it was really excited to use it. That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really cool rig. I love it. It just it it looks really pretty, even though it it works pretty well too. But it just looks good. I don't know. Don't, don't I, like. I keep looking at pictures of it, like son of a bitch. <laughs> I might be the heretic here, but I didn't like the orange. I loved everything about it, and I liked the tube lines. Just the mm -hmm. orange threw me off. So that no, the orange hard. was the orange is what made it stand out. Otherwise, it's just like every other green booger Cherokee. <laughs> So I, I can't even take credit for that. Like Going back to what I was saying before about my buddy uh, Richie, who originally owned it, uh, I helped him build that cage at his house. You know, I, I did all the one-ton work and, and links and suspension, all that work, but uh, we did the boat sides in the cage at his house, and he's a big orange guy. So that, that's one of his favorite colors. Uh, so he did, he did the orange on it. At first, it was like, eh, but it, it grew on me. It, it actually went well with the green. Yeah, yeah. But so that that truck actually, again, I strayed off from that a little while ago. So we ripped it all apart um, a few years back, and uh, he he gave me the core booth seats that were in it because I did all the work. He he didn't touch it. It was just like a here you take it to your shop, rip the thing apart, part it out, do whatever you got to do, and then uh, you know I'm, I'm paying you for doing the work. So I got the seats and I think a few other things. 
and I bought the whole three-link and four-link suspension from him for that XJ frame that I was originally building for my buggy that would never happen. So I had everything stashed away in my garage, and some kid from Connecticut bought the whole shell. He bought it for like a thousand bucks. It was the shell with the motor and tranny in it. Um, I think I think the transfer case was still in it. I think it just had a hack and tap, but full full running everything. Like I said, I think he paid thousand twelve hundred bucks for it. He came down, we loaded it up onto his U-Haul trailer, he brought it up there. Kind of stayed in touch with the kid, and uh, Richie was back and forth with him a year or so ago, or I'm sorry, now at this point, maybe two years ago, and uh, asking about it, and the kid didn't touch it. He bought it, brought it home, stuck it in his garage, and it sat on the floor for a good year, year and a half. So Ricky was trying to buy it back from him, and uh, in all the negotiation and, and bullcrapping it back and forth, he got the kid to say, all right, come get the thing, 500 bucks, get it out of here. So he... Damn. He tells me this. I'm like, listen, you better go now before that deal changes. If you don't, I am. Flat out, he goes, all right, so you do it. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, you go get it. Now, me, I'm, I'm a big Facebook Marketplace deal finder. <laughs> so I see this as like an open opportunity, and I set it all up. And like within a week or so, I had the trailer and truck ready, and I, I made the trip up there. And uh, I, I winched it up onto the trailer, brought it home. And then I put it in the, in the driveway actually like a month, month or two before we went to Roush the Labor Day weekend that I had it. And uh, I, had, I had all the cross members. I had all the links. I had everything. I had another set of axles that I was building on the side for, for something else. So it literally just all went together and I rebuilt that truck a second time, but this time for myself. And uh, I Used it, wheeled it, and then that was it. Did you only wheel it once? Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I wheeled it just that one time at, at, uh, at Roush, which, uh, so on our way out to Roush that one trip, um, I knew it was low on tranny fluid, so I bought a couple jugs that morning that we left at, uh, at the gas station when we fueled up. I'm like, all right, let me, let me get these. I threw them on the floorboard of the, of, of the Cherokee, so that way I knew when I jump in the truck, oh, let me add these when I get there. Yep. And uh, on our way out there, a buddy of ours used his brother's two-wheel drive uh, five-speed. And apparently whatever five-speed training is in it, it uses automatic training fluid. Brother told him flat out, don't put the thing in the fifth, just cruise it in fourth, fifth, it kind of like, gives off a vibration or a whine or, or something happens to it. Not listen to him, he did. So the thing was whining, like, really bad. So uh, when we pulled over, somebody's having trailer problems. We pulled over, and he actually swapped the fluid out in the tranny in a Home Depot parking lot. And uh, he didn't have enough, so, oh, I have some I just picked up this morning. Just When we get there, just, you know, give, replace it. Just give it back to me. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no problem. We get there. It's not on the floorboard of the truck, so I over. I don't even think about it. Jump in the truck and we wheel all weekend. And then I think it was Sunday, kind of like the last day out. We're we're doing our last trips around on our way to Trail Five Hill Climb, which was like the last thing before we we went out and loaded up. Yep. I I pull up, put the truck in park, and uh, then I remember. Then everybody else was following behind me. So I'm like, oh, let me pull up a little bit more. I put it in drive. The thing didn't move. 
Like, great. Not something's wrong. <laughs> so I leave it, jump out, we're hanging out for a little while, and then uh, I, I think I want to just get it out of the way or, or move it again. And now this time it, it went into drive, or, or in reverse, whatever the hell it was. And I was able to move it out of the way. I was like, okay, great. And then shortly after it died, or it just stopped moving again. Lovely. So I had to do that a couple of times, just drive it for whatever, a couple hundred feet, stop it, and just let it cool down. And once it cooled down, I was able to fire the thing right back up and go. We added some more training fluid at this time, but it was just too far gone. Mm-hmm. So we got like to one of the main trails, and I was like, that's it. We're, like, we're right there. And as soon as it opened up, I put my foot to the floor and just punched it through the trails. And uh, we got over by the comm course, and by this time it just died. I'm like, you know what? I'm done with this. Just push me. And here comes Tim, popping along, and he rams into the back of me and just like... <laughs> oh. so that was it. it. It did that. We brought it home, unloaded it, and it, it sat in my yard for whatever, a month or two before uh, I worked out that deal. Nice. Yeah, that's the same. Uh, yeah, you, you guys. Uh, I forget if you were with us or if you, you must have met us there. I don't know if you were there, because uh, that's when the fifty blew up and Colin did something. He didn't blow a U joint, but he like destroyed everything else on his jeep. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> that's that's when it happened. Yep. Yep. I was. Uh, I was actually right behind Colin when uh, when he snapped that leaf in half. Oh, that's right. He was he was having the leaf issues. Yep. What it is with Roush and oh. just destroying leaf springs. I yeah. forgot about that, yeah. Backward <laughs> up into it and it blew a chunk off of it. <laughs> oh shit, that's <sighs> funny. Yep, and then, then the, the 50 grenaded. Yep. Yep. Oh, <laughs> such a good time. The trail climb, hill climb. Total it's... carnage that last day. Because <laughs> right. it was raining, it had rained a tiny bit, and suddenly we couldn't do anything. <laughs> that's it. And then you had Timmy who was like, it just going for gold. Didn't care oh if he God. rolled it or nothing, but like it just wasn't going over. It wouldn't that roll. Is, so it's like a bulldog. It's just so wide, fat, and short that it just not not him. I'm talking about his rig, his YJ. Um, <laughs> it just would not flip over, and he didn't give a fuck. That was so fun. Not a good time. He has tried to roll that thing so many times, and it's funny because he has one too many trail photos, and then he just goes ham. Yep. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how. Everybody saw him out on the concourse. That was like his last ditch attempt, yep. and it would not do it. <laughs> it's crazy. It's funny that that thing has all the work done to it, but it's still got the stock four ten gears in it. So it's like it doesn't have enough power to really give it that oomph. Mm-hmm. So it, it always bogs down, like right before he actually gets that last tippy point. <laughs> but, I love him. He, he's always a blast to go wheeling with. Oh yeah, he's a character. <laughs> so your wife's YJ, what now have you commandeered that or what's the what's the plan with that thing? Whoa, 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 whoa. Who said it was hers? I oh shit, everybody told me it was hers. <laughs> oh jeez. I got it backwards. <laughs> Not out. So that that's been my YJ. Um but I built it kind of with intentions of her wheeling it. Mm-hmm. So every time we go, she, she gets thrown the keys and gets used to it and, and goes out wheeling in the comp course and, and whatever she can do to kind of just get the feel of it. Uh, with, with the kids starting to come now with us, it's, it's cool. And 
I just want her to be a little bit more comfortable behind the wheel, so that way it, that'll be like the family rig. She can be out in that with the kids, and then I can have some kind of a buggy or chassis that, or tube chassis that I can just go balls to the wall with and not care about. So it's, yeah, it's kind of hers, more so mine, but that's actually going to be pretty much her wheel and rig. But until that time comes of a buggy, that's, we're kind of sharing it. Um, but it, uh, it, was, it was built to kind of just do everything. I didn't want to go too, too crazy. It's got, just got coil springs front and back. It's linked front and back. Um, which actually, the front three link is the original three link out of my old dovetailed XJ. So it's kind of cool. It was kind of cool. Yeah. It was That's kinda cool. pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, what the hell's it got? Got 513 gears in it, the Detroit rear. It's got a spool in the front. Um, I have plans on doing a cage this spring to kind of get it ready for the season. It's got, a, got, got the 42-inch pit bulls on it. Uh, does, does pretty good. You know, they, they slip a little bit here and there, but it's pit bulls. It's not, not, nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. I think I'm really just yeah, going to do it. They're round. Some... They roll. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. I think it's just going to be getting the cage, uh, some nice bucket seats. So I already got the Corbu back bench bucket seat for the kids. Uh, going to throw some harnesses in there and some hydro assist, and I think kind of just going to wheel it like that for for this season. And then hopefully next season there'll be uh, there'll be a new toy lined up. Yeah, it sounds like a solid rig for sure. Yeah, uh, it was pretty good. That was uh, I've I've always been a fan of the teal. I had an old two door five speed actually that was a, a teal color, and uh, her favorite. Jeep color is the uh, the new four door JK bikini. Uh, what the hell is it? The bikini blue or bl- yep. bikini or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So that's that's actually the color. I went to the body shop and gave them the paint code to that that paint uh, that Jeep color, and uh, I painted it in my garage like a week before we went wheeling. <laughs> but Damn. but that's the actual Jeep brand name bikini teal pearl whatever the hell it is. That's fucking cool. See, I again, I gotta commend you just like Graham did. I don't know. I never, never go that far with anything to just go and paint it. So I, I gotta commend that. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, Sean wanted me to paint his, but I was like, his can be. It, it's gonna be cold. Though. It's not. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, we could spray. We could have spray gunned it, but by the time we would have gotten to painting it, it would have been. It it was cold, so it wasn't gonna sit well. It wasn't. It's not worth painting it this year. He can paint it this summer if he wants to i the yeah. green's growing on me though i don't it's green's terrible. not my favorite color but his name should be kyle driving that <laughs> thing around and with a big monster <laughs> logo on the side it's terrible no no disrespect but sean i fucking hate that thing <laughs> i hate the color rig's <laughs> awesome color's terrible sorry um and i do have to backtrack a little bit i did lie i have painted a jeep before um i had a red cherokee terrible color red's disgusting uh, and I painted it uh, matte white, and it looked fantastic. Oh God. Three uh, cans, white jerkies are three... the worst ones. No, 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 no. This thing was mint. It was 95, so like it didn't need to have gloss to it because all the paints from factory didn't have gloss in it. So it no, just I didn't looked... know that. I mean, they did, but it was... Okay, look Bad. at Chrysler yeah, back in the Chrysler, 90s. It's yeah. gross. Enough to not be glossy. Yeah, and it like three cans of... I forget what it was. It was like a paint and primer fucking mint no streaks no fucking drips and yeah i missed that missed that old shit box i don't get pictures of it from 
the new owner because it's now in a cube somewhere, probably in China, getting melted down. But you know, things happen. Probably someone's washing machine by now. That's dope. At least it's rattling still for somebody else. <laughs> uh, a couple washer machines by now. I just like my good old uh, what is it? Krylon navy blue. No, that blue enough. sucked to find. I could not find a matching blue. You told me the wrong color because it wasn't that. Oh, maybe I couldn't find it. Yeah, I just bought it, it on Amazon. <laughs> I kind of really like it that truck too. That's always that's something different also with Luke's truck. You never see like well, not just blue. I mean, you see blue oh, everywhere, but but between the cage, the bumpers, the truck, everything is that blue, so it all kind of blends in. Mm-hmm. It's got that nice kind of clean look to it. I mean, you see all the other trucks with the gloss black. You have not like seen it recently. Holy <laughs> shit! Has it been a rough year and a half? <laughs> the hatch doesn't fit anymore. Yeah, it doesn't have a hatch anymore. But that's just it. Took me a door. Cut the back off. Just turn it into a little truck. It's been discussed. I'm just not willing to put the effort into. It the takes chassis. two seconds. Get the angle grinder. You don't even. I mean, angle grinder. Well, if you want straight lines. If I'm going to do that, I'm going to do the cage as well and fast back the cage, Yeah, which is why it would be cool, but like, it's just, I'm over the chassis, you know, like, why do all that? Tell Sam you're fast backing it and, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be great. That's like tubes cheaper. You are. That's like maybe 35 feet of tube. Get it done. you're not wrong, and it would probably shave off a good bit of weight, but like, I just don't really feel the urge to do that. Um, we'll do it in May. We'll do it in May. Buy some tube. We'll do it in May. Great. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Fuck it, um, right? Go to Trail Trash Bash, come back, cut the rear tube sections off, bend new tube, go to S'more. Let's do it. Oh god! <laughs> do it. I'll even do, do the work. Yeah, Listen, just supply the tube. That's all you need. Give me like forty feet of tube, and you're, we'll we'll get it done. Listen, I built two one-ton trucks in a month. I'm sorry, a month each, I should say. So you should be able to do that tube work. Oh, it's not a matter of whether he can or can't. He doesn't want to. But my, I'm planning on being down there for a month. Okay, because uh, so we got two trips, so I will make him do it if he buys the tube. And by make him, I mean I'll do it for him. Sneak I already attack. did have the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the only thing I'm going to say is that I'd rather buy the tube for something else. Um, like if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, we know what you mean. Yeah. Like I, I just I'm over the thing. I want to tube the front, add the double. A pillar in there and then add in uh, some tube sides for it and just kind of like leave it alone at this point. That chassis is just going to keep getting beat until it can't get beat anymore and I'm going to move to something else. And the next rig is going to be that same Krylon navy blue. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Off Cody? I don't know. I just like teasing him because the blue, he likes to say that the Krylon navy blue matches his Jeep and it's so far off. It's so bad. <laughs> it's close <laughs> enough. 
It's yeah. close enough. The blue I got doesn't match at all. It's if an ugly color. When kind of turn your head a little bit and then shut your eyes, it matches very well. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't have to look good up close. If you start looking at it up close, you notice the fact that the body is moving under it's, the cage. Yeah, it's it's fine. Facebook and Instagram, <laughs> the quality is so bad anyways that you can't see any paint problems, let yeah. alone physical problems with the everything else. Yeah, Mike, just for an example for you, when I built the cage, it was straight Richie and Cody and a bunch of Cody's friends all like helped me ratchet strap it on pretty straight. And uh, like it was just maybe off by like half inch. Now on one side you can like fit your whole hand in and the other side is pushing the body over. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> and the the hatch to get it off after it closed for the last time, it took me and Cody taking a pry bar to it and like hammering the thing open. And then we just took the bolts out of it and it's been sitting without well, a me hatch. Me and Jacob and... put the hit the hatch back on that thing, didn't we? Yeah. I remember yeah. it was off of Roush. Yeah, he pulled it off immediately. Because I think, didn't I, f- I put the tube work together and then you picked it up and then you were at Roush with it? I think that was the next trip you did. No, I did Harlan. I did... Oh, um, yeah. That's right, Harlan, Harlan was, was the first. trip. Yeah, I did Trail Trash Bash with the hatch too. And then it just finally, like, uh, after two AOP trips, a couple of backing into things, that video where it almost ended up on its side, and the rear, like that bar that you put in, caught the rock, yep. and it spun everything around, the hatch just never worked after that. There we go. See, uh, Jacob will listen to this. This is why you don't put vertical bars on your tube, because you'll catch something. The more you have, the worse it is. Yeah. Basically, but at the same time, without that vertical bar being there, it would have gone through the window. And so. if you're Curtis, no horizontal bars either, because you can't have nice things around Curtis. Meh. I have the same cage set up. It's working fine. It's a joke. I mean, it's <laughs> every fucking cage is going to have horizontal bars, <laughs> Luke. If you did it. I thought you were talking about the fact that he didn't have that uh, C-pillar in it. No, that'd be a vertical bar, you inbred. Well, spreading across the top would be horizontal. Then it wouldn't be much of a fucking C-pillar if it was horizontal. It would be tied in, no? No, anyways, moving on from the debauchery that just came up from that. Um, What's next on the agenda? I know you kind of said that you're going to play into a buggy or finish up that other xj but like what's the timeline if it is that xj um so for what what for my xj build yeah because weren't you saying that you're gonna finish up the one with the full frame or is that the green one? Oh, so so my old green one is all cut up it's kind of i kind of decommissioned it I, I had big plans for it for the frame and everything else but it's just it's not happening. I actually have the firewall hanging up my ceiling in my garage. Um, the the frame is going into my buddy's uh, Comanche one ton build. So he's he's gonna have that set up. That's gonna be this spring. He actually he he has plans or, or thinks we're gonna be able to get the thing done by uh, this Labor Day weekend trip. So hopefully you'll see that done. Um, for me, like I said, the the YJ is really just gonna get. A little bit of work done and, and cleaned up, but I have another project that I've kind of been putting off for 
maybe like two, two, three years now that really needs to get done. It's a 91 crew cab square body uh, that I have a full 12 valve swap for that converted over to four wheel drive from dually to single wheel. Doing a lot of paint and body work on it. So that, that project really has to get a move on. Is that the one that's sitting in the back? Yep. That's been sitting there forever. Yep. It it moved. It went from the driveway, from the back to the driveway to now to the side. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, at least it moves. Yeah. But that, uh, that truck really needs to get going. That's why I'm just going to do a few things to the YJ just to make it kind of ready, ready for this year. Uh, I mean, other than that, I have a, a 5.3, a 4L80, and a, a 4.205 sitting in the garage waiting to go into the YJ, but I think that might be next season's project. But other than that, for me, um, currently in the process of looking at a deal with my buddy Pat, I was just, just talking about how we got the bouncer. Mm-hmm. So he got the bouncer because he so that his samurai that he traded for the side by side, the side by side he just traded for this bouncer. Um, he got it because it was kind of like one of the only things he can really get get rid of his side by side on an even trade for. Got him back in the wheel and I think pretty damn cool. It's an chassis. It's got a Ford three fifty one in it. Um, I got with transmission. But a 205, it's got a 99 front, uh, Super Duty 60 front and an 05 Super Duty 60 rear. That's, so it's front and rear steer. And he just ordered a new set of 43-inch stickies for it. But he's back and forth. He really wants money. more of a crawler. He doesn't want really a bouncer thing. So I'm sure you guys have seen that stretched blue YJ that I, I built a few years back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that that belongs to my buddy Dylan, who I, I grew up with since the first grade. He's had that thing since I've had my green X day. Um, over, over ten years with that thing, and, and all the the projects that that's the truck he used to blow through motors nonstop, motors and trannies. And uh, after, after this past wheeling trip, he's been having problems with it because it's kind of like he wanted on eight lugs, but didn't want to go all out with gearing, locking axles, and getting true one tons. So it's got a uh, Got a shitty 10-bolt front, uh, a Dana 60 rear, and a, a couple parts kind of just thrown at it. So it looks cool, but axles, suspension isn't really the best. So, he's, again, he's always having problems with it, breaking shit or uh, fuel issues he always has with it. So after this past trip, he's like, you know what, Mike, that, that's it. I've had my fun with the thing. I'm, I'm done with it. He plays with this motorcycle a lot, lot more, so... He's like, it, it, the thing just sits there, and anytime I try to use it, it costs me a hell of a lot of money to, to bring wheeling, and then it breaks within five, ten minutes of me wheeling it, so I'm done. Sell it, part it out, do whatever you want to do. So, it's all right. If, if that's what you want to do, um, I started talking to Pat about it, and I kind of turned his head on it, to it. He, he wants the chassis, and what he wants to do is he wants to take everything from the bouncer driveline axle suspension-wise, and put it into the, the YJ chassis just so he has more of like a crawler setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that, he wants to do it. He, he uses my house as his garage, really. <laughs> uh-huh. So, like, like all of his, his projects, the farm truck he just built, the side-by-side, or I'm sorry, the Samurai, uh, between the cage build and the one-ton swap, everything's been done at my house. So he says, all right, we, we, if, 
if you're interested, we'll, we'll do it at your house again. Um, pretty much just help me get everything out of the bouncer and into Dylan's chassis. Get it to a running, driving, front and rear steer YJ uh, on the 43s. He goes, and as payment, I'll give you the chassis, the bouncer chassis. So I'm like, all right, now I'm, I'm all ears on this. So hopefully that happens this spring. Uh, I'm not holding my breath too much about it, not trying to get excited for it to not happen or whatever the case may be, but I might be getting that bouncer chassis, which if I do, uh, I have a set of Rockwells, uh, B-Locks for the Rockwells, and 42s sitting in the yard. So Fuck yeah. That's oh, going to oh. be heavy girl. Holy oh. shit. Yep. Uh, yes and no. They're, they're not as heavy as you think. Yeah, Compared I, to like, I, a, I, like a 60 and a 10.5, what, like, just, I don't know, to me, I'd feel like it'd be like double the weight, but I guess I'm wrong on that. Um, I think a rear axle, or just a solid rear, is like around 500 pounds. Yeah, um, Cody, just to put it in perspective, my rear is like 640 right now. Yeah, so... The Rockwells, you don't need a truss or anything else for. So once you start adding a truss and, and all the mounts and brackets to a 60, mm-hmm. uh, with the diff, heavy-duty diff covers, all that stuff, it gets really close weight-wise. I mean, the front's uh, usually a bit heavier just because of all the steering knuckles and shafts and all that. It's, I want to say, in the eight to 900 range for the front. So, I mean... Heavy, yes, in the sense of axles, but then you're taking all that and you're throwing it at a tube chassis that doesn't weigh as much as, say, a fully plated uh, Jeep, either an XJ or, or YJ or TJ, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's give and take. It, yeah, a little bit more on the axles, but less with the actual body and suspension, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's all unsprung, so I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Just yep. God damn, I would have expected because of how massive those things are. I would have assumed it was a bit heavier. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're they're not not too too crazy. So I mean I uh I've had these things sitting for a while. Um actually they were supposed to go into the Comanche build that my buddy's doing, but he just gave me a call the other day and said, Listen, I think I'm gonna back off on building the, the red X J the tons that I had to put into those, I'm just going to put into the, the Comanche. So those Rockwells we had sitting there for the Comanche, they're, they're back to being yours, you know, so game on on whatever game plan you want to do. And right at the uh, same time, I got the call from Pat about doing this deal. I'm like, all right, well, that's great. Now I have a chassis, axles, wheels, and tires. Let's see what we can make happen. So Cody, I just looked it up. Mm-hmm. Front steering Rockwell without the drum brakes is 640 pounds. And what is a 60 run, roughly? Mine's about 7 right now, as it sits. Damn! Yeah, what? as soon as you start adding stuff to them, they get heavy. That's oh, yeah. I, I never would have thought about the, the Rockwell being a similar weight, but I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. You don't have to do any... You don't have to trust a Rockwell, really, do you? Do people do that? I mean, uh, there are people that do top hat kits, which are kind of cool. But yeah, other they, they mobile them. I don't really ever see trusses on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to do all that initial supporting work that everybody always does to a 60. But at the same time, they do have their own other weird quirks. Like they have the 16 spline inner shafts that 
when you get into your 6.7 to 1 reduction, don't actually hold up as well as you would think when you start throwing horsepower at them. Really? Yeah. I would have expected a, as you said, 16 spline? Yeah, they've got, like, fucking massive 16 splines on them. Oh, yeah. They're... Don't get me wrong, they hold up really well, but you can still break a Rockwell with a healthy LS. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I'm learning new things every day now. That's fucking cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, um, you know... Oh, sorry. Go you're, ahead. You're good, you're good. I was going to say, the, the cool thing about Rockwells is uh, the, the front and everything's kind of like interchangeable, so you can take the knuckles, you can flip them around to put the steering behind the axle, in front of the axle. You can spin the axle itself to make it a driver or a passenger drop. Um, you got to actually take the, the trunk, the center trunk out of it. And then the studs that come out of it, you got to, I think, you gotta, I believe you got to cut off a few and then drill and retap them. But you can spin that whole thing back and forth. So again, if you wanted a Ford driveline or, or a Ford transfer case out, you can run a driver's side drop with the Rockwells. If you want, just keep it the way it is. Uh, with the passenger side drop, run a Chevy setup. So they're kind of like interchangeable with a few parts. Oh, it's it's kind of a cool factor on it. And then yeah, also, that's the, really cool. They already come geared uh, with 672 gears in them. Jesus, what's the lowest that you can get in a Rockwell? Do you know? Uh, I don't even know if you can change out the gears on them, to be honest with you. Just, I, I know that's just the factory gears that are installed in them. Someone, I believe, makes a set of 5.3 to 1 gears for them, but generally you don't want to go the other way. Okay. Um, like, I really don't see any reason that you would want to go deeper than 6.7 to 1 in your axles. No. Gearing. That's why. (laughs) Yeah. Um, another really interesting part is that the axle shafts are actually surprisingly cheap. You can get them for 500 bucks a piece. Yep. Really? Was it just because they were dime a dozen type of thing, or? You know, I don't actually have an answer for you on that, but holy crap, you can buy Overson's, um... For eight fifty for chromoly shafts, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I knew they looked into the the Rockwell stuff, right? I was just assumed they were too big, but that kind of I don't know. <laughs> I still probably wouldn't do it, but it'd be fun to work on set. <laughs> I personally don't want to do that size axle for just like the other issues that come about like the weird lug pattern and the expense of converting to eight on six and a half. Yep. But it makes great sense for like a bouncer build. I think you should still do it. XJ on fucking Rockwells, Luke. There you go. <laughs> now we're getting uh, somewhere. <laughs> think your track bar was hurting before? Think again. <laughs> no, no, no. At that point, you got to go double triangulated four length and you get rid of that all. No, yeah, no, no, no. you'd have to do like a subframe that tied into like the um the rockers 
somehow to like keep it all together. Otherwise, I think that it would just end up ripping the whole front end out. <laughs> it, it's fine. It's a Cherokee. The front end's going to get ripped out one way or another. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was getting. <laughs> yeah, Richie, you're about due to start having track bar problems, or Cody's due for track bar problems. Oh yeah, yeah my on. Dana thirty. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, tons of weight being tossed around up there, boys. Just <laughs> fucking heavy girl. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I mean, take much. No, I mean I've been slowly mitigating it and building it up so that hopefully it doesn't, and hopefully I can plate it so that way I don't have similar issues that you guys have currently. So fingers crossed, I shouldn't have yeah. many many issues. Preventative maintenance fixes it for a while, but it'll always show up. I don't think there's any way around it. No, you're gonna get it. Yeah, dang it, I was <laughs> hopeful. Okay, guys, gosh, dang it. <laughs> At least you have hopes. Yeah, it's just. You just expect to have to do a new track bar every year. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah. Doesn't matter yeah, what that, I do. I could plate it a little cool. bit. I could put, a, you know, uh, as much metal as I just put on the new one, and I bet you it'll still be ripped off next year. Or yeah. trying to rip itself off. Speaking <laughs> of which, how did that thing go down the road? Uh, It went Dive down the in. road amazingly. Uh, they were all bitching about a dog tracking, but you know that's just every Cherokee, right? It never no, no, sits. Grant, yours started doing it pretty bad at Good Evening. Oh yeah, I mean things are probably tweaked. That's you know to be expected, <laughs> but it it honestly drove really nice. It I never had. Uh, it drove in a straight line. It wasn't twitchy. Actually, you know, usually after I've, if I haven't driven it in a while, you get back in it and it feels twitchy. It didn't feel twitchy. Maybe I'm just used to it. I've been driving it for God knows how long. The only thing that sucked was the, uh, the vibrations. It had some crazy, I don't, I don't know where it was stemming from. Some pretty bad driveline vibes. If my speedo worked, I could try to, you know, I could pinpoint maybe where it was, but you know, it doesn't help me when it just sits on zero. But it was, it, I mean. It didn't affect the driving of it. I could still drive it uh, as normal. It just was also giving you a back massage. So, uh, no, I was impressed. I thought it would be way worse because I really didn't do much other than fix the track bar on it and you know tidy up a few things. And then what about the uh, traction bar? Did you put? Oh, I, I welded that back on and I put some more plate on it. Hopefully that doesn't rip off. I welded it on hot. So yeah, it looks pretty fucking solid now, for sure. I hope so. I mean, past couple of times it looked pretty solid too. This will be if it rips off again. That'll be the fourth time, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe it's time. I don't know early. why it rips off. I don't know because you still have leaf springs, Graham. That's it, why. <laughs> and I've bent uh, like the whole bracket bent. I've bought a couple different. Um, I just use the rough stuff, like plates that they give you. They're pretty hefty. This this time around, it bent and it must have ripped it and bent before it ripped. <laughs> so I had to take a sledgehammer to straighten it back out, and it's still kind of crooked, but uh, it it's on the job. It doesn't do any axle. I can't feel any axle wrap, so it's working. It's, wait, it's actually bending the mounts on the axle. No, so uh, yeah, the um, it's ripping. It, <laughs> well, it's ripped it off. Uh, the most recent time, it survived all the roush last year, uh, but when we went to Good Evening, it didn't survive. I don't know why it let go first, whether it was the drive shaft smacking it that 
shock loaded it or something or the traction bar ripped off then the drive shaft went i don't know it all happened in a single frame in the video that does show it so not sure what happened but the traction the actual like bracket that welds to the axle bent like it it's a three-eighths inch plate that is it like was crooked so i had to take the sledge and beat it straight oh god yeah and i can't take it apart because it's under pressure uh it's trying to pull together because i've rebuilt the um the actual tubes that make up the traction bar so many times i've slugged it and like have this weird like piece in the middle and put it all back together so many times that it just doesn't stay where it's supposed to so we had to expand it out to get it to fit the bracket and I can't take the bolts out, so it has to get welded on with both pieces with the traction bar on it. So it goes in as a unit, and then you weld it on. And it, it's it's been like that forever. So, I don't know. I'm so done with it. <laughs> it, it we're just simplifying the process as we go here. It breaks, and we just fix only what needs to be fixed, and then put it back on. And if it breaks again, then uh, we do it again. Until we do a four-link, which isn't happening this year. So... Yeah, that's fair enough. Four links a big investment of time and energy. To do it right, I don't want to do a crappy four link and then have the same issues but different, right? Yeah. Um and like there are things I learned with mine that if I were to do again would be very minor tweaks, but that's about it. I I'm really glad that I spent the time that I did on building mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I do enjoy the stability the least springs bring. I mean, it's not going to see that much road time anymore, but it is still nice to be able to like, oh, hey, I'm moving. Somebody take the truck. I'll take the Jeep. And, you know, just not have to yeah. worry about driving it two hours, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that was pretty solid. Us being yeah. able to just take your home Jeep and then have your storage unit and just fucking truck it. That was pretty solid. <laughs> and, Mike, we literally pulled up to my apartment with my truck loaded with what looks like scrap metal. Like if you saw the truck on the road, you'd think it was going on a scrap run. I pulled my Jeep into the parking spot, my truck parked on the side. And, and that's how my neighbors know me now is uh, I'm just a really trashy person. It's awesome. And the worst part was too, is we couldn't get into the storage unit because it was a Sunday. So the stuff had to stay in the back of the truck when the plan was at least by morning, the stuff wouldn't be there anymore. So everybody woke up and was like, Oh, there's a new person. Yeah, a wow, new Jeep and a new truck full shit. of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to be able to work on your Jeep at the new place? Uh, no, but we're I working think, on that. I, I think if do, like, you had to, uh, we, you know, me, you know, Graham's got it in with the manager and the the owner. They all know him as an amazing, great person. I'm not going to toot my own horn, but, you know, I, I talked him up a little bit. Um, by the way, the the manager of the property is my grandmother, so that's why he's known as, like, this all, like, all holy, amazing <laughs> guy. I was because I told my grandmother that. Um, I'm sure if there was something where you were like, hey, I got to get to work, even though you work from home, so I don't know how this would yeah, work. Yeah, it's never going to happen. Pretty much, if it was like, oh, I need to fix something, and we're tr- going to bring it to Cody's and fix it there, she'd be like, okay, just do it. Do whatever. Like, it's not going to matter. No, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. I, I, and I, I'm pretty good at limping shit if it needs to be limped, and you don't live far. So yeah, I don't live far at all. I think we could. I think we could probably flat tow anything from my house to to your house, <laughs> <laughs> upside down on dollies if we really needed to. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! 
So, so Mike, I got a question for you, Mister Mister Sir. You've had a lot of vehicles. You've had a lot of friends with a lot of different vehicles. Now, what is the worst DOT tire for off-roading, and what is the best DOT tire for off-roading? And Graham, you could suck my balls. That was the best wording I've ever had for that question. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I thought about it. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a tough one. I mean, Mm. geez, the best and the worst. Because um, all in all, they all suck, right? But for the, the newer listeners, if they were interested in buying a set of tires, oh, try to steer them in the right direction. Don't buy these. Maybe look into these. These suck. I've had great times with these, you know? Give them a little, little razzle-dazzle. I've always been a fan of the IROX. I've liked them. I've, I've had them in 36s and 40s. Uh, they did good. They went straight down the road. And... They they look pretty good off road when you have them on the right way. It's the one thing I see a lot of people complaining about IROCs, but gotta have them backwards. They they have them on backwards. All these things suck. Oh. they're on fucking backwards. What do you mean? You see this big arrow pointing backwards? It's supposed to face forward. See, so. I loved mine backwards. Well, I didn't really love mine to be honest with you. They were good for what they were. There you go. Now we know why they sucked. You had them on backwards. Ugh, but ugh. you can blame Luke for that one. Luke was the one that suggested put them on backwards. So. I really good in reverse. They were great <laughs> in the snow. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that one you can also blame on Tyler because he was running them on that Ram pickup backwards and ranting and raving about how much better they worked. That is true. I wonder if there's that much. Of, I wonder if he ran traps backwards if they would suck. <laughs> mm, <laughs> like, I don't know. Actually, it'd just be weird. Yeah. Uh, so the those ones, I, I rocks I like. I, I'm always a go to with I rocks. Um, the pitbulls haven't been bad for small light shit, but when you're actually getting into like harder harder trails and and harder climbs, they I have noticed that they do slip a lot. Uh, also on the road, I mean these things are 42s, so they're big balloons, so they grab everything in the road. <laughs> Uh, so they're eh, they're they're a nice cheap tire just because you see them all over the place with the deals that they always have. So for a cheap tire that works, Pipples are great. Um, trying to think, I've heard nothing but shit about the Patagonas. However, oh, yeah. that's our go-to. We bully them a lot. Oh yeah, uh, that's <laughs> everyone. It's the it's the the easy way out. Yeah, uh, for bad tires. Yeah, you know what? Uh, our most recent, our other guest. You want to hear what his worst tire that he would suggest to somebody? An STT Pro. Have you ever heard of somebody like shitting on STT Pros? No. That's what I like. Even me and Graham were talking about it uh, on Sunday, Monday. I've never once heard somebody complain about STT Pros, so it kind of amazed me. And I guess he was saying that the sidewalls are super, super thin. But I mean kind of all dot tires really suffer that same fate mm-hmm. unless it's a bias ply so yeah the only thing that i'll say is that i saw john from trail trash uh slice a sidewall when i was with him at aop yeah but i've sliced a sidewall on a stick with my grabber so i can't really talk shit too much <laughs> when you know if i'm a glass cannon then i can't i can't say <laughs> much about it like yeah I, I i'm know. gonna That's... keep my mouth shut that's yeah. something I will give the Irox is I, I don't think I've ever seen one slice a sidewall. 
never, uh, never. Those things are <laughs> off. Uh, I, I think, I think my tra- or my IROX that I had literally had a two-inch gash deep. Yeah. On yep. the IROC, and it motherfucker, it didn't care. One of them leaked, but I th- I'm pretty sure it leaked from the valve stem. It didn't even leak from the bead or anything, or from the tire itself. It, it's fucking crazy. You are right. Yeah. Those things are just donuts. As I mean, because because like, we had I had that spare 36 that I'd put on whenever I sliced a trap, and <laughs> I never had to worry about that thing. I don't know what pressure it was at. It just sat in the Jeep <laughs> or on the trailer or wherever it was, and <laughs> we sliced mm-hmm. the tire. You put the IROC into service, and it. it and you were good for the weekend. That thing wasn't gonna pop. <laughs> That's funny. Um, got another question for you, Mike. Uh, do you have a small animal fact for us? Small animal fact? Yeah, yeah. This is this is the wild card question. You gotta be ready for these. It really? could be about a big animal if you don't have a small animal fact. We prefer the small animal fact, though. You know, it's just like a ra- yeah. like a raccoon fact or a uh, a ferret. A small, a small critter. We Raccoons like are the OG uh, facts. Like here's a, here's a ferret fact. You actually can't wash ferrets in water because what will happen is it'll slowly deteriorate their their smell gland, which will then make ferrets smell bad. So you actually give them dust baths as if they're a chinchilla. Uh, okay. I didn't know you had to dust bath a chinchilla. Yeah, chinchillas, dust chinchillas bath will dust bath, bath, dust bath themselves to clean themselves. Yeah, uh, you, you rub dirt on them, Graham. Yeah, oh, put a little dirt in it. That and then seems kind of counterproductive. Well, you, well, you gotta use clean dirt. Yeah, clean dust, brother. <laughs> oh, you, you got me thinking about this one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I guess the only thing I can really think of is something that I just ran into recently. As stupid as it sounds, I mean, so we have a uh, a golden lab, mm-hmm. and and uh, he went into the backwoods over by me and and got some uh, had some fleas. So we were actually looking into. I was like, I was thinking about shaving them. I'm like, you know, maybe we'll just shave them and clean them off. You can't. Apparently, there's a couple dog breeds that you're not allowed to shave because it ruins their coat. Really. Yeah, so I if, can that. If, if if you shave a lab, I think huskies and a couple other breeds, um, it'll grow back, but it won't grow back with like the same characteristics because that's like their their shield. Um, yep. So it, huh. it it's actually harmful harmful to them. Did wow, not know that. that. Good to know. See, that was perfect. That was fucking perfect. That's a nah, good one. Can I? Uh... Can I jump you could have just say, shaved a bunch of puppers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody's going to shave their dog and be like, oh, shit. He hasn't <laughs> been the same since I shaved him. <laughs> Did you know that the uh, the poodles, you know how they'll have that distinctive, um, like, the pattern that they'll cut the fur in? That originated from hunting. Yep. Keeping the warmth uh, around, or keeping protection around their ears, their head, and helping to keep the warmth in them for uh, wintertime, like, hunting birds and whatnot. So you're saying that we used to shave shirts and hats onto poodles? Yeah, so they would keep the uh, the fur in key parts to help protect them, protect them from brambles and whatnot, along with preserving some of their body heat around their head, around their chest, around their tail but then they would shave their legs and their torsos 
so that way they won't get stuck in the brambles. That's yep. fucking cool. And also, uh, poodles make surprisingly good retrieving dogs. And part of the reason for the shave job also was to help keep the water so that it wouldn't, like, stick on their fur. Yep. Or not, like, stick on their fur, but uh, it would be easier to get them warmed up again. Huh. What the fuck? Yeah. Best dog I ever hunted over was a poodle. You hunted a poodle? That's pretty fucked up, bro. No, hunted (laughs) over, as in hunted with a poodle. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I was, that makes more sense. That definitely makes more sense. Going poodle hunting. I mean, I guess there's some Chinese restaurants that might pay good for poodles, so I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe that is a hot commodity. Did you go down to Long Island? You guys are just hunting poodles in your neighborhood. A, a couple Chinese hey. places, I'm sure, that would love that. <laughs> so, Mike, do you have any questions for us? Hmm. Hmm. I think so. I know all you guys rigs. Does anybody have anything planned as as far as bigger, newer chassis, different builds, or just uh, adding to what you currently have? So I have mildly exciting news. Well, it's not my. It's fucking. It's not even exciting. It's just I get shit on a lot for not doing anything with my Jeep. I'm kind of like Dan, but at least I have a cock, kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> but I f- I finally bought the rest of the parts to finish my hydro assist that I still haven't even started, but. It's been like the excuse of like, "Ah, I haven't worked on it yet because I'm still missing these parts. Well, a friend of ours is going full hydro. I saw that he posted them up and I was like, hey, man, how much for this stuff? And he's like, a hundred bucks. I'm like, do 80. You have a deal. And he was like, much mind you, I would have paid the hundred. I was just, you know, fucking around. He's like, all right, cool. I'm like, sick. Here's 80 bucks. I'll pick them up at some point. So at least (laughs) now I can finally. Was that because we were joking around about that bumper? (laughs) <laughs> um yes and no i was already kind of in the plans to like buy the lines from him and then we were talking about how like oh i wanted the boost works one because then you could do the hideaway winch system with it but i'm like fuck it that's just going to become another excuse for me to not go out and like continue building my jeep so i'm like fuck it i'm just gonna buy this one it's 80 bucks like who fucking cares i'll go work a little bit of overtime and make the money back i'm not stressed at all so just figured, figured fuck it buy it get it done Let's get it on my Jeep so now I can actually, when everybody's like, go passenger, I can't be like crying in the driver's seat. Like, I can't, I can't fucking turn the wheel. So at least that's up and running now. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, I mean, for me, that's the only thing exciting really there. Um, I've gotten bullied to stay away from 22 REs from Mr. Uh, Mr. Naked and Afraid. I keep forgetting his first name and I'm a piece of shit for it. Sam, Sam, thank you. It took me a minute to, not Sam, (laughs) I couldn't remember his last name for the longest time. And then, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> and like, because I saw that he recently picked up a zesty little motor, four cylinder. And I was like, oh, that's dope, dude. Like, I've been contemplating for my next build running a four cylinder as well. Because for me, I, I my plan is to do an Ibex chassis, find a Tacoma, rob the 22RE drivetrain axles, well, find a front axle, rob the rear, and then put that under an Ibex and keep it super light and fun. And he was like, that's retarded. Don't do that. I'm like, ah, I guess you're right. And then started looking into it more. I'm like, I, I could just get, like, I could find an old VW and a VR6 and an Ibex does sound pretty fucking fun. So I've been kind of contemplating that or just doing a 180 and letting it. 180 uh, would slap. Oh, and think of the fucking two step too, like blowing everybody's ears out, like Colin, but I get to do it while sitting right next to them. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely cool. And I will say this. 
Sam has some really entertaining stuff up his sleeve at the moment. And I've uh, been talking with him and going back and forth on build designs. And I'm very, very excited to see what comes of it. Um, and that's my plan for down the road. Oh, so. yeah. Well, depends on how long mine takes. If I don't get the Ibex in time, maybe I'll uh, I'll uh, venture down that option as well. We'll see. We'll see. Um. I'm keeping but a turkey because I like them, even though they're stupid. Because it's stupid. As that just made me think of uh, Angel's fucking sound that he has on Instagram. Because I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that we shit. are. Um, before oh, yeah. we before we wrap up, Mr. Mike, where can we uh, find you on socials? Socials really just Instagram. I got the usual Jeep Kid Seventeen. Uh, I also got. Since I do all my side work, I got four low fab. Uh, kind mm-hmm. of just a little little shop name that I whipped up a few years back to kind of just start putting on all the trucks. I got a few stickers on a few of the, the trucks and side work and things that I do. Um, got that is Facebook, just my name, Mike Panabianco. And then uh, just starting to get into the TikTok, which is the same thing, the, the Jeep Kid 17. So there's there's a few Jeep things on there, not 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 too crazy, but I'm gonna start adding to it as as the time goes on. Yeah, I gotta stay with the times or you start getting called old. So yeah. just I like <laughs> Well then you have like Graham who doesn't watch TikToks but he's on Facebook scrolling through the fucking reels or whatever. Right. <laughs> Recycled through yeah, yeah, I'm, TikToks. Uh, <laughs> I just I can't do the uh the the kid stuff, but I'll do the the half baked Facebook um <laughs> same thing, right? So uh, literally the same fucking shit. All yeah. my Facebook reels are just automatically posted from my TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm they dead. are literally TikToks. Yeah, but I get to feel better about myself and not use uh the TikToks. <laughs> oh no, right? Because that's the communist thing to do. I get yelled at nonstop by friends. <laughs> Between the TikToks, the Instagram reels, the Facebook reels, is yep. constantly a flow of, of me sending them to everybody. <laughs> See, I, I'm on the opposite end. All of my friends send them to me, and I never fucking watch them. And I always feel so terrible, but I tell everybody, I'm like, if you want to send me something, save the video and send it to me. I'll watch it. If it's right there in front of my face, I have no excuse. But if you're going to make me switch to a different app, I can't be bothered, which sounds <laughs> terrible, but like, it's true. And I feel horrible about it. My poor girlfriend sends me shit all the time. And like, I don't fucking watch it. And I just re- respond back with like a little heart. I'm like, Oh, that she'd be like, that was a funny video. And I'm like, Oh, ha ha ha. Or I'd be like, <laughs> I'll laugh. And she'd be like, dude, a dog died. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, Ooh, got caught up on that one. <laughs> Wrong, wrong emoji, sorry. <laughs> um, but while we're speaking about Instagram really quick, for the people listening, go check us out on Instagram. We've been, we've been, you guys have been lacking on the likes. Our posts haven't been popping off like they used to. So go over there. If you're a new listener, definitely go over to Instagram at Blue Collar Off-Road. Is it Off-Road Podcast or just Blue Collar Off-Road? I forget. Blue Collar Off-Road. So go over to Blue Collar Off-Road. Check out the Instagram. We're going to be tagging Mike in this week's episode up on there so you can go and follow him and anybody else that you've heard on this podcast. There's a really, really good chance that on the Facebook especially, we'll probably tag them. 
and or uh, their name, where you'll see go post it on there or on Instagram. Go check out everybody on there um, and give us a follow. Feel free. And who wants? And on that note, if you're going to be on TikTok, make sure that you uh, keep up to date with the latest and greatest songs that are going around. And when you're out at Roush, make sure that you have transmission fluid in your rig. Shave your poodle appropriately.